It seems like every single Cubs forum is wanting Trevor Bauer these days. Does he come with more value than drama? Is the media riot worth signing? I'm gonna explore a few things and I'm gonna let you make a decision. Okay, here's the deal. In memory of Trevor Bauer from 2020 and 2021, instead of smashing the like button, I'm going to encourage you to sword the like button. And wherever you stand on the Bauer situation, let me know in the comments. I'm fully expecting this will be a two-sided topic for Cubs fans, but just remember, we're all on the same team. So recently I posted a video about the Cubs most definitely planning on getting at least two more players before the season starts. And I was shocked to see that around 20% of the comments were from fans saying that we should get Trevor Bauer. Now I get it, it looks like a very appealing situation after Bauer just promised he'll take league minimum if a team signs him. Like, I just want to play. Like, I'd pl I'll play for league minimum and earn my money based on incentives. But man, you do not say that unless you are desperate. Now, Bauer does say that he's learned from his mistakes and he's out to prove that to everyone, but don't all jail inmates say that they've turned their lives around at their parole hearings? And at this point, even the recent positive words from his former teammate Mookie Betts weren't enough for teams to put pen to paper with Bauer. So I'm gonna look at a few factors as we make a decision on if Bauer is a good fit for the Cubs. Number one, his past with MLB executives. Number two, his reputation with teammates. Number three, the numbers. And number four, how he fits in with the Cubs' future plans. So let's start with Bauer's reputation and drama with MLB execs. Now at this point, you probably know all about Bauer's sexual assault charges and how he was exonerated, but I'll go ahead and bullet point it for you. Crazy Chick saw a way to make some money. Crazy Chick made some false accusations. Crazy Chick got nothing. Bauer, on the other hand, was suspended for two years. Despite charges being dropped, Bauer appealed. Bauer's sentence got reduced. No one in the MLB wanted Bauer. Bauer signs and dominates in Japan for a year. Now he's wanting to come back to the MLB. All cut up? Good. Let's move on. But here's the thing. This story was just the tip of the iceberg. Many of Bauer's issues with the league started in 2020 in response to Rob Manfred's punishment or lack thereof to the Astros scandal. He boldly called Manfred's decision soft. And let's be honest, he was just saying what we were all feeling. In fact, I think Bauer's statement of soft is an understatement. Anyway, Bauer was put on high alert by the league after those statements, and things got worse when later in that year, Bauer threatened to wear cleats that said, free Joe Kelly. This was right after Kelly was suspended for throwing at Carlos Correa of the Astros. Manfred said Bauer would be removed from the game and face further repercussions if he actually wore those cleats. So Bauer was already stirring the pot here in 2020. The feud with the league hit a climax in 2021 when Bauer put himself in the middle of the sticky substance scandal with baseball. Bauer had been screaming to the league about pitchers using sticky substances for years, but the league chose to look the other way. Then once the MLB decided to do something about it, it wasn't good enough for Bauer. They haven't thought through a lot of these things. Um, they just made the umpires judge, jury, and executioner. Now again, Bauer's just saying it as it is, but he was making no friends with MLB execs along the way. If anything, this was probably motivating the league to try and find a reason to shut Bauer up. And they got that reason when he was falsely accused of sexual assault by Lindsey Hill. Despite the case getting thrown out, MLB still suspended him for two years. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Now, many fans are looking at this situation black and white. 
right. They bring up cases like Aroldis Chapman and say, why did Chapman only get 30 games for choking his girlfriend and firing gunshots, but Bauer got two years? It's a legitimate question, but as you can see from the context, the league already didn't like Bauer. You know what they say, keep your friends close and enemies closer. Trevor's outward attempt to drive a wedge between him and baseball execs eventually was his downfall. Now, luckily for Bauer, he was able to appeal the suspension and roughly a year ago, he was cleared to play professional baseball again. One problem, his team didn't want him. And this brings us to our second decision maker for Bauer and the Cubs, his teammates. After he was cleared to return to baseball, the Dodgers let him go and president of baseball operations, Andrew Friedman released a statement basically saying, that they leaned heavily on the league's decision of a violation to make their internal decision of releasing him. A nice way of saying that the Dodgers didn't want to deal with his drama. In fact, going back to 2021, when Bauer was accused of assault, he was put on administrative leave and many of his teammates stated they didn't want him back. Even Dave Stewart, a well-respected former Dodgers player, stated his displeasure of Bauer. So this begs the question, if Bauer was well-liked, wouldn't his teammates stand up for him? Especially if they knew the real situation and that this girl was just looking for her payday. The thing is, Bauer wasn't just disliked by his Dodgers teammates, he was disliked by teammates from the past as well. Go ahead and see for yourself. Just Google Trevor Bauer teammates. You can Google it, it's worth a Google. In 2020, Joey Votto made an error in a not so important ball game and Bauer lost his mind. Bauer would cuss out Votto in the dugout, seeming to say, at least in part, make the effing catch. Later in 20, Bauer threw his teammates under the bus after a press game conference stating, you can't fault the pitching, and of course he was referring to the offense not doing enough to win the game. And going back to 2019, Bauer had a horrible inning against the Royals, and as Terry Francona took him out, Bauer proceeded to hurl the ball over the center field wall, showing up his teammate Oscar Mercado, who had lost a ball in the sun earlier in that inning. And if you do enough digging, you will see Bauer's troubles go back to when he was a teenager at UCLA. His teammate at the time, Garrett Cole, ripped into Bauer in front of the team for not following the workout that the rest of the squad was instructed to do. And now fast forward to 2023, in his first season with the Yokohama Bay Stars, one of his teammates said that his sword celebration was disrespectful and told Bauer not to be an idiot and stop doing it. You know, you have no Mavericks! It's also important to note that that teammate came out a couple days later and said his translation was misinterpreted. Believe what you want on that, I'm not buying it. And the most up-to-date teammates that have had his back are pretty suspect. In October 2023, Mookie Betts said that he hoped Bauer would pitch again in the MLB and that he's an awesome guy. Why would Mookie say that now publicly and not last year when Bauer's suspension was reduced and he had a chance to play with the Dodgers again? And then, of course, you have Jonathan Papelbon, of all people, saying he will pay the league minimum for Bauer to play on the Red Sox. This is the same Jonathan Papelbon who choked Bryce Harper on the field, flipped off Phillies fans, nearly got into a physical fight with umpire Joe West, and potentially another fight with broadcaster Howard Eskin. Yeah, that's who you want on your side coming back from a sexual assault case. Okay, I'll stop being a negative Ned. It's time to focus on the positives. Look at the numbers. In the 2020 shortened season, Bauer won the Cy Young Award after an impressive sub-2 ERA in 11 starts. And really, from 2018 to 2021, he was dominant. In those four years, he posted a 307 ERA. He struck out 711 batters in 
569 innings. He only allowed about a home run per nine innings. He had a 13.5 war and opponents couldn't hit a lick off the guy. And he picked up where he left off when he played in Japan. In 2023 for the Bay Stars, he was 11 and four with a 259 ERA in 24 games. It's really no surprise as Bauer has dedicated his life to baseball. If you follow his YouTube channel, that's obvious. What is pitch design? Well, it's how to get the ball to move like you want it to move. He's an incredible student of the game and he was studying spin rate long before most people were talking about it. And when he played for the Reds, his teammate Kurt Caselli was quoted talking about just how intense Bauer was about his regimen and how he dedicated himself to his craft like it was a full-time job. So I have no doubt that Bauer will pick up where he left off in 2021 as a top 10 pitcher in the league, which leads me to my last point. How does he fit in with the Cubs for the future? Well, if you're only looking at the numbers and his pure talent, he takes the staff from average to good, maybe even great. Imagine this, Steel as your opening day guy, followed by Bauer, Imanaga, Tyone, and then Hendricks is your fifth starter. And if Cade Horton comes up and dominates, you have a scary one, two, three in the playoffs. This also allows for Javier Assad to fit in nicely as the long-term high leverage reliever. And Jordan Wicks could be a great fill-in starter when you need some rest for other guys. This all sounds great. However, assuming Bauer is just a one-year signing and the rest of the staff is healthy and performing, does he block prospects like Cade Horton and Ben Brown? You've invested top dollar in Tyone and Hendricks, so you aren't likely to see Council skip their starts. Imanaga has a ton of hype and Steele is likely to dominate again this year. So in a season where it seems like the Cubs are ready to experiment with some of their MLB ready talent, could this actually hold back guys like Horton and Ben Brown and maybe even Jordan Wicks? Also, let's assume Bauer is a better man who has learned from his mistakes. That's great, but what do you think the focus will be from the media? Think of the questions that Bauer and his teammates are likely to get. How is Trevor fitting in with everyone? Has he started any drama? Why isn't Bauer helping the youngsters? He will have a magnifying glass on him and it's likely to drive a manager and his team mad. The focus on an issue that may not even be there could be a huge distraction for a team that is headed in a positive direction after nearly making the playoffs last year. With all of this considered, my vote is to pass on Trevor Bauer. Based on what I'm seeing in the forums, I'm not expecting this to be a popular vote. I'm assuming a lot of you will probably not agree with me. That's okay. Voice your opinion in the comments and stay tuned this week as we start coverage for Cub Spring Training in Mesa, Arizona.